breaking news just into our newsroom within the past hour. We're learning that the Charlotte Evans to the death of a woman on vacation in Cabo, Mexico, back in October. A Queen City News first brought you the story about Hudson's mysterious death last week. As anchor Morgan Francis reports, police investigating the case are sharing what they've discovered so far. Thursday, Mexican authorities told Queen City News Shinquella Robinson's friend about her and at the villa in Cabo, who said that Shinquella Robinson had alcohol poisoning. The same story her, her family says they told them. They said she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol. They couldn't get a pulse. It wasn't until her autopsy came back that Mexican police discovered she had a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is instability in the uppermost vertebrae. They also didn't see this video showing Robinson get violently assaulted until Wednesday. For that reason, their investigation is still open and they're looking into her death. There's a huge financial incentive to keep Cabo open and to keep people feeling safe. So to the extent they can find, prosecute, incarcerate the people that did this, In my opinion, they're going to try to do it. Kurt Kearns is an animal attorney with experience litigating international crimes and investigations. Some of what he had to say might not be the most promising news. It's a sovereign state. So that's the first misunderstanding a lot of people have is that, hey, man, if I'm an American and I'm in trouble somewhere, boy, they'll come to my rescue. And the reality is they're really in coming to your rescue because they will not upset international relations with a sovereign nation just to help out. The police officer investigating the case tells Queen City News if they find evidence that leads to an arrest, they have authority to bring the group back to Mexico. Answer, the FBI and U.S. State Department say it's not their jurisdiction. It doesn't mean they can't investigate. ...and assist upon, you know, invitation, the State Department can get more and more involved. It's an invitation, i.e., do they want us there? That was Morgan Francis reporting. Police, again, are urging anyone with information to contact the local FBI office, and they will relay that information on to Mexican authorities. That's a lot. That is a lot. gotta be watch who your friends are man. you gotta watch who your friends are and if they can't be grateful enough to have you you know if you're the person that's paying for everything they can't even be grateful for that get yourself some new friends okay especially if you are a person that comes from humble beginnings and everybody around you is you know not like you it's best to start changing circles for your survival all right because in the ghetto in the hood they look at you as lunch meat. they don't look at you as a person that's a friend that could help them how to better their lives they look at you as someone to use as a target that's basically what it is and i hope that her family gets justice and every last one of them has to face Mexican law every last one of them 
you gotta find them, hunt them down, and uh, the, the law hunts them down and bring them right back to Mexico. Okay, because this is wrong. Okay, there's even information that the father said that they stole from her, killed her, and you stole from her. sad. It really is sad. Nothing is like women. Stop making friends these soft men. They're not men. They want to be you. Okay? They want to be in your space. On to the next story. Second, here we are. U.S. plans to extradite FTX CEO Sam Bakeman Fry from Bahamas. Guy living it high in the hog, man. With up to two billion of customers' money missing, FTX founder Sam Bakeman Fried may be extradited back to the United States from Bahamas. The 30-year-old at the center of a huge cryptocurrency controversy after it was revealed that his crypto exchange had been funneling money to a sister trading company run by his girlfriend, according to the New York Post. Now American and Bahamian authorities are discussing the potential extradition of Bakeman Fried and Bakeman Fried to the U.S. for questioning, according to the Bloomberg report. Three people who are reportedly familiar with the matter told the outlet that the conversations between the two countries' authorities have intensified in recent days. As they investigate his role in the FTX collapse, according to one anonymous inside source, Bankman Fried is being cooperative with the Bahamas officials. Bankman Fried, who resigned from the CEO position, apologized to customers on Twitter, losing millions in their money, not millions, sorry, billions in their money his own net worth was estimated to be 16 billion before the disaster but according to the daily mail his fortune has taken a dive by 94 percent my goal my own my one goal is to do right by the customers the major democrat donor wrote i'm contributing to what i can do i'm contributing what i can do what i'm what i can do according to the former billionaire he's meeting in person with regulators and working with teams to do what we can for customers after that, investigators, but first customers, he added. As of last Friday, FTX has been in bankruptcy proceedings in the U.S. courts and other crypto firms are expected to follow. Crypto lender BlockFi, which is financially entangled FTX, is planning to lay off workers and is considering filing for bankruptcy itself, reported Wall Street Journal on Tuesday. On Saturday, Bankman Fried was seen in Bahamas where FTX is based. A source said that the disgraced CEO and his father were spotting, spotted hunkering down with cops and federal regulators Saturday, reported the Post. So far, no one has been arrested in connection to the lost money. They should be arrested. And if they can't arrest, also the celebrities who FTX. All right? Because...
because a lot, a lot of people lost money, and these celebrities in Curry, Shaquille O'Neal, they could get arrested. An example to all those people who think it's cool to lie, or not fully investigate whoever wants to use you as the face of their company. Okay, because the celebrities, they're probably not hurting. Heck, they probably got their money back. Okay. It is something else that we should find out about Mr. Bakeman from. Here we are. One second. Here we are. from Silicon Valley Breeds now for sale penthouse in the Bahamas. Then, at the end of the video, hopefully we should invest in criminal via the very parties implicated in the crime itself. I told you in the last episode, exchange took customers' money and invested it into unknown assets. A incredibly damning write-up about the company was published. Then FTX's competitor of FTX's utility token, which signaled to other crypto investors to do the same. But when FTX's customers want to pull their money out of the exchange, the small thirty-year-old MIT Valley born Sam who was pretty much a Nobody up until the time that Joe Biden announced his presidential campaign. Just the FTX exchange was launched and it was an overnight success. Guy, Sam's father, Joseph, a tax law professor at Stanford, helped Sam raise money from investors to get FTX off the list. BlackRock, Sequoia, SoftBank, and Tiger Global. After FTX became an overnight success, Sam became the second biggest donor to Biden's 2020 campaign. Before helping Sam with the financials, his dad was working on a new IRS tax system. Apparently, Pops is pretty well connected because back in 2016, Joseph drafted tax legislation for the outspoken And curiously, in response to the FTX collapse within the last few days, Warren has called for regulation of the sample. is also a Stanford professor, and she's co-founder of Mind the Gap, a democratic political fundraising organization based in Silicon Valley, led by Stanford. Sam is the founder of Guarding Against Pandemics, which advocates for public investments to prevent the next pandemic. Gabe was a legislative correspondent for the U.S. House and advisor to large political donors in the Democrat Party. 
In addition to lobbying and advising lawmakers on pandemics, Gates Guarding Against Pandemics Group endorses candidates on both sides of the aisle who pledge to champion pandemic prevention. My concern here is when they are spending on both sides of the aisle is that they are specifically cherry picking politicians regardless of party lines pandemic. Not only was FTX a partner of the World Economic Forum, even though they tried to scrub the evidence from their website in the aftermath, but Sam's aunt Linda Freed, member of her day job is an epidemiologist and dean at Columbia, specializing in aging, and her husband is an expert in HIV. Epidemiology, I should define, it's the branch of medicine which deals with the incidence, distribution, and possible control of diseases and other factors. So between Aunt Linda and brother Gabe with the virus shenanigans, it's giving me pause. It's giving me Vietnam-style PTSD flashback event 201 and ill-fitting purple sweaters and the Bill and Melinda Gates house. So over at MIT, there's a fellow by the name of Glenn Ellison. He's the department head of economics. And for or the CEO of Alameda, FTX's head of ventures and commercial is Amy Wu, who used to work for the Clinton Foundation. FTX's policy and regulation head, Mark Gwetjen, served as Obama's Commodity Futures Trading Commissioner. It doesn't count as these future trades. Director of Engineering, Nishad Singh, recently. Total is been reported that Singh has spent around $8 million on pro-Democrat tribution. It is, to summarize, all the, the high-level employees at FTX or Alameda had ties at FTX. But here's what's really weird. I can't find FTX co-founder Gary Wang. There's three poor quality photos of him circulating, but not one interview or clip of him on the internet. His FTX profile picture on Sequoia. I'm going to have him turned away from the camera. Does he even expect were to the Democrats digital in his $23 million donation to the Republican Party? which is kind of nothing compared to the bags they've dropped and plan to drop on the DNC. But at the top, there is no red or blue. There's just one team. And it tells me they were looking for both parties to comply with what they had in store. And if McLaughlin mandate, perhaps, or perhaps with FTX, to receive donations. So since FTX maybe since Sam turned around and gave a huge chunk of that to the Democrats. 
becoming the second largest donor behind Soros. And reports were that FTX wanted to spend over a billion dollars on the Democratic Party for 2024. By the way, Alex Bornikov, Deputy Minister of Digital Transformation of Ukraine, took to Twitter Monday night, and he officially denied the story about Ukraine's crypto fundraising efforts. Quote, a fundraising crypto foundation aid for Ukraine used FTX officials to convert crypto donations into fiat in March. Ukraine have never invested any funds into FTX. The whole narrative that Ukraine allegedly invested in FTX, who donated money, frankly, end quote. But what did you expect him to say? Yeah, it's all true. By the way, what oversight is there in these billion-dollar U.S. tax dollar aid packages to Ukraine? I'm guessing virtually none. On an even more disgusting note, Coindesk reported that FTX's operations were run by Sam's inner circle of 10 roommates who all dated each other. They stole billions of dollars from having company-wide sex parties while doing so. One participant of these parties, allegedly, allegedly, might have been New York Times writer David Gaffelin, who wrote a fluff piece on Sam, the scam artist, this week, and never once mentioned his donations to Democrats or Ukrainian money laundering. I say he might have been a participant because he tweeted about visiting Sam's penthouse in the past where Sam flickering in the corner probably witnessed the whole thing go down. Caroline's supposed Tumblr blog, which was active from 2014 until this past week, detailed the sexual dynamic between the FTX staff, you know, the polyamory, saying that her ideal guy was one who controlled most major world governments. And she said crypto was mainly scams and memes. It's almost too perfect to be true. It's like the very fabric of reality is unraveling. By the way, Coindesk will do an expose on 10 co-workers living in a weird harem. All day, billions. But, but the second one of Coindesk's notices that all these folks have a common denominator, he was fired. It very much looks like a case of spook family Robinson. Talmudic types. Hmm. Take a chance when you have to, to look into the Babylonian Talmud. So you can see what type of people Kanye West is dealing with and what type of people are calling the shots in uh, Israel. And how they treat, you know, this is a side note, how they treat not, uh, Gentiles in Israel. Okay, side note about also about how they sterilize Ethiopian women without their consent. Just a little fun fact. Characters set up to fail. Sarcasm. Most likely to bring in crypto regulation. So what do you think, Internet friends? Should this whole fraud be the ones investigating their own wrongdoing? How, how can the SEC be impartial when Gary Gensler has barely a degree of separation from all of this? Can mainstream media be a reliable source when they're the ones getting whipped by Caroline at the penthouse? So you can see, you know, um, this is just a big cover-up, and the Democrats are possibly just going to let this man fry, possibly. Okay? 
because he was just a useful person to help with Ukraine and that money was funded back to the Democratic Party and he was just used. And unfortunately, a lot of people who trusted in FTX are suffering now. That's how it's going. All right. But let's get into the next story now. All right. Let's look. Let's see what the Polish politician has to say about Ukraine. It's getting interesting. Polish politician blames Ukraine for missile provocation. A Polish politician blamed Ukraine for causing a provocation by falsely claiming its own missile that struck Kosovov had been fired by Russia. Immediately after news broke of the incident, President Zelensky called on NATO to take action against Russia, accusing Moscow of firing a rocket. They are desperate for World War III, man. Desperate. However, within hours, it came clear that the accident which killed two people was actually caused by a Ukrainian air fence air defense missile. That didn't stop British Prime Minister Rishi Shank, NATO, and the other prominent officials blaming Russia for the incident anyway, despite it's clearly being Kyiv's fault. Now the former chairman of the city council of Lublin, the seat of the region where Przewalsk is located, is calling for Poland to rethink its approach to the war in light of the incident. Having up until now been staunch support of Ukraine, Jaroslaw Akula said the missile accident showed Warsaw needed to send a blunt message to Kyiv rather than telling his old citizens fairy tales. Of course, this is a Ukrainian rocket. Of course, this is a provocation on the part of the Ukrainian authorities. Popala posted on his Facebook page. Okay. And this is what Zero Hedge has to say. Thank you, Associated Press, for correcting the story that nearly launched World War III. Now maybe you can also name the senior American intelligence official who spoke on condition of anonymy and who may have ulterior motives in bringing the world to the edge of nuclear war. Okay. The rocket could not be fired 100 kilometers in the opposite direction by mistake, he added, as an intent to scare the European Union into sending more money to Ukraine. Wow, that's low. Demanding that Warsaw should no longer put up with this behavior from Ukraine, Kokula remarked, I urge you to rethink Poland's position regarding this war in the event that the red line is crossed again. Despite all evidence indicating the missile was fired by Ukraine, Zelensky has doubled down denying that Kyiv was involved and asking for his country to be at the forefront of the investigation. However, after President Joe Biden swiftly said the evidence for Russia's involvement was minimal, CNN reported that Ukrainian military officials told their American and Western allies that they were responsible for the blast. Kyiv had attempted to intercept a Russian missile at the same location. And at the same time, France was France as when the missile strike at the Polish village of Przewalsk occurred, according to the report. Associated Press also had to issue a retraction, noting that it had erroneously reported that Russian missiles had killed two people in Poland. And this was based on a claim by one single anonymous senior U.S. intelligence official. Subsequent reporting showed that the missiles were Russian-made and most likely fired by Ukraine in defense against the Russian attack, AP reported. That was a lie. <laughs> this is hilarious, man. Ah, uh, this is insane. This is insane. Insane, man. But 
I hope everybody's stocking up, man, because this is not a joke. This is not a joke. They are playing with our lives here. Utterly playing with our lives. All right. Let's get into the next story. thought these couples were peaceful. Guess not. Hold on a minute. This we have more updates surrounding what police are calling Suicide. Law enforcement officer reportedly responsible for shooting two other women last night. One fatally was a member of the group incident, Isabel. Yes, good evening to both of you. That officer has since been identified as 29-year-old. Tiffany Gatson, who police say died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after shooting the other two women. Now, RPD also identified the victim fatally shot as 27-year-old Angeli Solis. Now, the other victim who did survive is currently recu recuperating at Strong Hospital and is not being named at this time. Police tell us that the shooting resulted from a domestic altercation. Greece police also issuing a statement this afternoon expressing collective sorrow and grief. Now, according to the statement, Officer Gatson had been with the department since September of 2018, having recently been assigned to the road patrol afternoon shift. They also clarify Gatson was off duty at the time of the shooting. And that statement goes on to say, quote, Unfortunately, we have seen events of this nature occur all too frequently and struggle to find answers in the aftermath. The effects are far-reaching from those who have lost loved ones to others throughout law enforcement organizations when a police officer commits such a horrible act to our entire community, end quote. And as you saw in some of that video there, a small memorial has been set up at the location of the shooting where this tragedy occurred. And of course, we will continue to keep you updated with further developments as new information becomes available. And we will bring you those updates both on air and online. For now, though, we'll send it back to you in the studio. Reporting live in Rochester, Isabel Garcia, News 8. Crazy, man. Crazy. But there is research saying that, you know, this, you know, statistics saying that these uh, alphabet couples, the female ones, are extremely volatile and have a high domestic violence rate. Not a game out here, man. Not a game out here. Right? They don't take no for an answer at all. And I think this is like what? The second incident I've heard, first one was in New York City, except the woman lived. She just killed the girlfriend. 
killed her girlfriend after a breakup, but she didn't kill herself. This is the second one I'm hearing. Upstate New York cop kills woman, wounds another before taking her own life. The police in upstate, police officer in upstate New York shot and killed a 27-year-old woman before turning the gun on herself in an apparent murder-suicide on Monday, according to the Rochester Police Department. Tiffany Gadsden, 29, shot and killed Angelise and wounded another woman during a fight in an upstate, inside an upstate home before taking her own life, police told WHAM. Gatson had been a member of the police department in Greece, New York, a suburb of Rochester, since 2018. She was an off-duty at the time of the shooting. Police responded to a domestic violence call on Coaster Street around 7.20 p.m. and found three women bleeding outside the home. The New York Attorney General's office investigated shooting as required by law when a law enforcement officer commits a crime. Solis was declared dead at the scene. Gatson was transferred to an area hospital where she later succumbed to her injury and was pronounced dead. So want to be men, man. So want to be men. The third victim was an unidentified, unidentified woman in her 30s. It's also hospitalized and expected to recover. Two victims related WHEC report. It was unclear what Gatson's relationship to the victims was. Investigators recovered a Smith and Wesson 9mm handgun at the scene, which they determined was not Gatson's service weapon. On behalf of the town of Greece Police Department, I would like to express our collective sorrow and grief with respect to last night's events in the city of Rochester. The Greece Police Department said in a statement Tuesday, Unfortunately, we have seen the events of this nature occur all too frequently and struggle to find answers in the aftermath. The effects are far-reaching from those who have lost loved ones to others throughout the law enforcement organization. When a police officer commits such a horrible act to our entire community. I don't know what to say, man. They always saying that, you know, they're better than men and, you know, it's better to be with another alphabet person, but hey, this is what's going on, man. This is what goes on. And unfortunately, uh, this is the end result sometimes. Okay, this is unfortunately the sad result. It is what it is. All right, so I'm gonna have to end this short for now. Uh, my stream, my streams will be a little shorter. You know, life is getting a little busy for me. But check me out on the websites that I have on. Uh, in my description box, all right? Check me out on Telegram, uh, Instagram, all right? All right, later, guys. Have a good night.